DACA, ITIN, first time home buyer or want to invest? Embar Mendez is a bilingual agent with Remax Real Estate Results, ready to help you. Call or text her today to talk about buying or selling property at 479-879-3398. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 65 of the District 3 podcast. My name is Irvin. Uh, Manny's not joining me right now, so I'm doing this podcast episode on my own. Um, but we'll be okay. We'll be all right. Um, and as a guest today, we have the candidate for Justice of the Peace of District 3 in Washington County, Lori Marshall. Thank you for joining us, Lori. Thanks. I appreciate you having me on. And uh, we, we see each other a lot in the community, a lot of different mm-hmm. events. I think we've been seeing a lot. I think I've seen you most than any other candidate recently in different communities okay. <laughs> all over the place, which is a good sign. You know, it's a good sign that you're all over the place trying to get... Well, I live, I live like five minute drive from downtown Springdale. So it's easy to get to stuff. So that makes it good. And I think I saw you are, do you also participate in like, was it like a, was it like an improv thing that I saw yeah. you a few months ago? Right. I'm in the sidebar comedy improv group. Yeah. We were at Black Apple Crossing for, I guess, a year, every month. And then um, this year they, we weren't on a schedule. And then of course everything fell apart. So we haven't gotten together for a while. And you're not you're you're not doing anything like through Zoom or anything like that. No, they've they've just Stacy and Mike who who manage the group have just started having kind of play time up in Bentonville at her place, um, the Improv Lab. But I haven't gotten up there. We're just we're still staying home. We're being a little more a bit more cautious. So I haven't participated yet. But I miss them so much. I bet. I bet. I looked, it looked a lot of fun whenever I saw you all there. Um, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, you came to one of the shows at least. Yeah, I was, right there, I was there at one of them. And yeah. it, was, it was really cool. And it's, a, well, just Black Apple in general. And I'm not just promoting them because Manny works there, right? Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, he, he works there. But I'm not promoting it just because of that. But, I mean, they're great people there. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. the cider is amazing. And yeah. the vibe is really good. So it's definitely a good place to check out for those that are listening that haven't went. But I'm pretty sure... The majority of our listeners have, have actually gone there before. Yeah, uh, probably. So you're running for Justice of the Peace. Um, mm-hmm. And I know maybe that title might not be flashy for some people, you know. <laughs> They're just probably like, what's going on? What, what is that? I, I know that they can marry people. That's all about, that's all I know. Um, yeah. can, you talk, can you talk more about what that position entails, if elected, what you'd be doing? Yeah, you bet. Um, yeah, I had to explain actually to my siblings. My brothers and sister all live in other states. And so... When I told them I was running, at least one of them was like, wait, no, you're not a lawyer or anything. How do you, how do you run for that? But I guess in different states, you some justice of the peace do have to have like a law degree or experience. And so not here. Um, the way I describe it is that a justice of the peace is like a city council member, only it's for the county instead of for a city. So the mayor is kind of similar to the uh, county judge, their administrative jobs, the county judge doesn't hold, you know, he doesn't make any decisions in a courtroom necessarily, although it's called the quorum court. Mm. But the justices of the peace, um, they are tasked with managing the budget for the county. So, uh, 
right now, in fact, they've entered into budgeting season for Washington County. And so they have to take all of the budgets that are proposed by all the different departments. And I think there's 25 listed on the county website right now, different departments. Um, and they have to speculate or, you know, project what revenue is going to be the next coming year and where that money needs to go. Um, so employee raises are in there, benefits, um, road projects. Then they also do things like whenever a, um, uh, like a new, if a new development, if some developer wanted to come in and turn a pasture area land into um, housing development, they would have to request a zoning change and that goes through the form court. And so it's, it's very similar to what a city council does, but it, it affects the entire county. That's a basic, that's the best way to explain it, I think. <laughs> and how did you, how do you end up like uh, wanting to run for this specific, this uh, specific position? Um, is, was there something of it that intrigued you or, or what was it? Well, so a couple of different things. I had considered getting into um, local, local issue, local politics um, here in Springdale and I, have attended not all but some city council meetings and I considered running for city council um, but we know how fraught that political situation is and I honestly thought I would probably be too seen as too liberal to run and um, so I wasn't willing to put myself my neck out for that at this time and then I was thrilled when when more people of color started running anyway, like Maida is in, is my ward, um, Maida Cayo, and I'm super excited about her. And so I'm much happier to give her my vote than for me to try to get that position. But my friend, Beth Coger, I met Beth Coger at, um, oh gosh, what was it? At an event that I was at at some point last year in the summer. And I talked about being interested in getting to, into some local politics. And she said, have you ever been to a quorum court meeting? <laughs> and by that time, I think she'd been going for about a year. Mm. She's like, you need to come see what goes on at these meetings. And so her concern is, um, you know, she's very involved in the criminal justice reform in the sheriff's department and the jails. Um, but then she also was telling me about transparency issues that she thought was, were a problem with a quorum court. And so I went to some meetings and um, I just thought, gosh, I think, I think I could do something here. I think I could bring some experience I have in the community and um, potentially make a difference here. And so uh, shortly before filing date, I believe the gentleman who was in the position in my district, Harvey Bowman, announced he was resigning and um, so I and my opponent are brand new to the whole situation where neither one of us have held the position so we're there's no incumbent so anyway I I decided well uh, I just I guess I'll throw my hat in the ring I've always been kind of a on my website I talk about how I always raise my hand somebody says something needs to happen and I'm like okay well uh, yeah okay I'll do that <laughs> so that's kind of what I'm doing that makes a lot of sense. And, and Beth is such like a force, you know, like she's, oh my gosh. Yeah. she's so involved with, with everything in the County. And I mean, she's the reason why I have the job at the Bell project that I have now, because I was at an event and she literally came up to me and she was like, Hey, I think you'd be good for this job. Yeah. That's <laughs> and awesome. I applied and I got it. And like, I, it, 
and I, I work with her now, you know, I work with her and, mm-hmm. and um, like she, she keeps me updated on things that are happening that I might not have an ear out for uh, in the county. And we work together, mm-hmm. you know, to um, with my Bell Project colleagues to make, um, I guess, our, our criminal justice system uh, work better for, for some individuals who are oppressed by it. Yeah, um, yeah. So she's so she's great, and I'm glad she's running too. Uh, no, she's amazing. I I have her on. <laughs> I text her all the time. Like, what have you heard about this? Usually, it's her sending me something, and I'm like, oh my gosh, wait, what? What do I need to read? Like, she is so. This is just this is just everything she does. She is all about county um, transparency mm-hmm. and. FOIA requests and she is yeah. in it. And so I know that I, um, I, I'm not focusing on the criminal justice part of, of what the quorum court does because I know she is, and I know that I can ask her any question I need to ask. So I can put my attention somewhere else. She's, she is amazing. Yeah. Force is definitely a way to describe her. Yeah. We hope she gets elected too. Cause it'd be pretty cool to have you and, okay. and her and then, and then Kenny also uh, in mm-hmm. there you know, and Evelyn as well. So uh, yeah. that'd be that'd be a good change needed uh, in our quorum court. Um, so we're going to take a quick break and uh, we're going to listen to a little song here. Uh, the song is Dust in the Wind by Kansas and we'll be right back after this quick break.
we're back from that quick break, uh, quick music break. That was Kansas with Dust in the Wind. Such a good song. I listen to that song all the time. It's like in my favorite, in my favorites playlist. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I actually don't know more about any of their other music, Lori. I'm not sure if you do, but that's like literally the only song I know from Kansas. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, gosh. I mean, as a white woman that's 54 years old, I probably should know more about them. That's probably, but, that's probably why I asked, Lori. I was like, do you know any other songs? Because I, I know I don't. Uh, hey, white lady, do you know more about this? They're, like, yeah. I, I feel like I need to listen to other other songs of theirs because they that, that song I'm, in general. I'm not sure that they have a ton of other stuff. I know that they're known for that song. There may be one or two more, but I don't, I don't think they were like the big... I'm probably going to hate saying this. I don't know that they were the big super group that some of the, you know, like sticks and things were, yeah. but now we're, I'll probably, probably say that and then I'll go look later and they'll have 12 sold out. Yeah, we're probably going to get some, like uh, some hate mail from folks that are big Kansas fans. They're gonna be like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did you, not, did you not listen to I won't get their vote. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thank you for, for staying here with us, Lori, and continue conversating. Um, are you, um, one of the things I wanted to ask, are you originally from Arkansas? I am. I was born in Fayetteville. Um, I grew up in, I spent a year here um, down on, oh gosh, the street name leaves my mind now. Um, right off the square, we were in a little apartment there while my dad finished college, but my mother's family is from here. So out in Goshen was where my grandparents' farm was. And so I grew up coming up here, even though we left after a year, I lived in Little Rock and then I lived in Pasadena, Texas, outside of Houston during high school. And then I lived in um, the Dallas area in Grapevine for a few years. And then I finally came back here in 1990, 30 years ago. And uh, my plan was to go to college and get an art degree. And then I didn't have any really plan after that. I'm not much of a plot you know, like a long-term planner. So, but I grew up coming back up here because my grandparents still lived here and we spent weeks in the summer and holidays and stuff out on the farm and, and uh, I have a lot of love for Washington County. So I say I'm a native of Washington County and I've been living in Washington County as an adult for 30 years and I've been in Springdale for 14. So it's mm. been, it's been all about Washington County for me. So you, you pretty much I think it's, I think it means a lot that you do know this area, that you do know the people. Um, and I think one of the good things that you've been doing is um, listening to people um, and also probably having conversations with folks who might have opposing views. Um, I know that you recently did a, um, I think it was a Facebook Live, um, you know, with the mayor of, of yeah. Springdale, you know, who's Republican, has different mm -hmm. views. Um, can you talk about that idea that you had to do those those kind of live interviews with folks? Can be folks yeah. who have that have similar mindsets to you, but uh, there's definitely folks who have opposing mindsets to you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I the whole idea for that uh, video series really, I guess it came about because of how I wasn't being able I wasn't able to get out and meet people face to face because of COVID. I mean, I was planning to start knocking doors in my district in April and that has not been happening. So I thought, well, how, how else can I kind of get myself out there in Facebook loves videos? Mm -hmm. And how also can I be listening to people in the community 
and introducing people in my community to other people who might be worth talking to. My first interview was with um, Misty Orpin, and we talked about COVID, um, ArkansasCOVID.com actually, and how she put that together. And then I also talked to um, Michael Bennett Spears, who is running for the for state rep in my district. Um, so I wanted him to talk about what he's doing, and then learn from him and then let him have a little bit of a platform. Um, but the, yeah, the visit with the mayor was great because I, I had thought early on I needed to just meet with him about how the county and city work together. My district three is completely in city, city limits of Springdale. And even I was like, well, how, how does that work? Like, how do I represent the county? But then I live in the city and and I know people in the city, myself included, when you look down the ballot, you're like, I don't know what that JP is. I don't know who those people are. Yeah. So the whole idea was just kind of a, a way to introduce people to, to people they might need to be hearing from. And then, like you said, hearing from other people. We didn't really talk about politics much, the mayor and I. I told, and in fact, I promised him that we would not do that. <laughs> I, thought, I, I, I thought that whenever I saw the, whenever I saw that you were promoting that, I was like, I wonder what kind of agreements you have to have before. Yeah. That. And I was like, don't mention anything about this. Don't mention. Listen, about he was really quick to to agree to do it, which mm -hmm. I'm. I have a lot of respect for for Mayor Sprouse. I told him in the in the thing in the uh, video that I've. It was funny, I thought later this was stupid. I said, well, I voted for you. And then we had talked in the video about how he had never had a running mate, <laughs> or I mean, a, an opponent. So I was like, yeah. oh, well, that was dumb. I guess I didn't have to vote for him. But anyway. Um, but still, I mean, just the fact that you still put the check. Yeah, I support him. Game, you know? I, I support anybody who is, one of the things I'm really big on in my um, candidacy for JP is that I think we have to be thinking far into the future for planning. And what I've seen in just my little short time of being at quorum court meetings is there's a lot of, there are a lot of things done in the county at the last minute and when there's an emergency and oh gosh, we're short on funds. We need to talk about attacks or they've been talking about the jail expansion for something like six years and they finally agreed to do, have a, a study done, you know, like last year and stuff like that. And to me, when I'm doing a budget personally, when you wait until things are at an emergency situation, then that's when you have to start throwing money at it to fix it. Mm. And that's not fiscally responsible. It it's, not responsible to your taxpayers who are having to to take up the slack when you just didn't plan ahead and yeah. and i don't think that's fair and so so one of the things i appreciate about doug for example or um mayor sprouse is that he was very um in favor of all of the progress that's happened downtown in springdale when they did the big thing several years ago where they had like three plans for downtown springdale and there was like here's the kind of initial small plan here's kind of a mid-range and then here's the let's go all out and do everything and he was for the let's go all out and the city voted for let's do the big plan and just and just remake downtown springdale and i was i was pleased to see that from somebody who is in a party that typically is very like nope fiscal responsibility we can't spend money yeah so so that kind of thing is i also told him that 
you know, I, I stood up in front of the city council last month, last year, and opposed our, um, or our pro-life ordinance or resolution because it doesn't represent everyone in the community. And so, so I think he's, he's willing to listen to things like that. He responds to emails really quickly. So I appreciate that about him, even if, even if I don't agree with his actual political stances. <laughs> yeah, he, ever since, I think my relationship began with him back in 2015, whenever uh, myself and my friend Maribel organized the Springdale Peace Walk. And yeah. um, he, ever since then, he gave me his phone number and I text mm -hmm. him uh, whenever I need anything or, when, or whenever he has a question about stuff, he'll uh, text me and stuff. Uh, but yeah, me and him were like way different on like the political spectrum. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, <clears throat> I got to admit, I mean, whenever I do need help with something, I mean, he, he's pretty responsive. And because, mm -hmm. for example, we had this big uh, Vanessa Guillen uh, vigil in Greendale yeah. um, a few months ago. And um, we had already got the, the event, like the, the location and everything. And when we got there, the electricity wasn't working. Oh, and no. The after hours. So I, I yeah. texted him. He called, he called the people from the that from parks and rec and got someone out there to turn the lights on for us before the event began so that i appreciated you know so even yeah. though we kind of we disagree on a lot of things um the fact that he still does does his job and is able to go beyond right. people that uh need assistance i i'm really appreciative of that of, of that's that. what i was i was gonna say that he does his job you know I, mm -hmm. i'm so tired of people who justices of the peace have to run as a affiliated with a party which is different than the city council which can run it's all nonpartisan. and so i i disagree with that i think justices of the peace should also have should just be nonpartisan. but that's beside the point but i don't appreciate people who run on a particular party ticket and then when they get elected they think that the only people they have to listen to or the only people who uh they have to respond to are the people who voted for them or who are in their party. I mean, mm -hmm. as a justice of the peace, I, I will be listening to my district, which, right, it, which is primarily Republican. And so if, I, if I'm fortunate enough to be elected, I'm gonna be listening to everybody's concerns. And, and I may not agree with all the suggestions that I get, but I will certainly try to figure out how to, you can't make everybody happy. And if I get elected, I'll do my best to do the job to the best of my ability. And I'm not gonna make everybody happy, but I'm certainly gonna be listening to the stakeholders in whatever issue we're talking to about. And I'm gonna listen to the people in my district and, and vote according to what I think is best, but what also serves the most people that, um, that live in my district. So he does that, I feel like, so. Yeah, he does, he does. And um, so what are some of the biggest uh, challenges that you found so far in this, um, in campaigning just in general, and how mm -hmm. have you adjusted to those challenges? Um, probably the biggest campaign challenge has been COVID because I haven't been able to meet people. Um, and it's hard to get your name out there when you just can't even meet people face to face. I've got 300 and some followers on my Facebook page, but you know, most of them, I think, are friends of mine. <laughs> a lot of them don't live in the county even. So, you know, that's great, but I'm talking to people who already agree with me and 
Um, yeah. So that's one, just face-to-face -face contact. And I like talking to people. And like you said, I'm, I'm a listener, so I want to hear what people have to say. So that's been tough. Um, and not being able to have events, not just for um, like publication, what am I trying to say, publicity, but also for those listening times, like some of the events I've gone to for other candidates, it's been great to chat with people and find out what's on their mind. And I am not running with a ton of money in my piggy bank, so I don't have the funds to, to do a big meal, you know, catered picnic or whatever. Um, so that's been tough. Um, what are some other things? I'm my own, I'm my only staff member on my campaign. So all the ideas and all of the, like when I do, a, when I make a postcard or something to send out, I'm the one designing it. I'm the one making, getting quotes from places. So that's been, that's been tedious, but I have to say I, I work from home and my only kid at home is a teenager. So I don't have a lot of daily management issues that I have to deal with. So if I'm not getting things done, it's because I'm allowing myself to get distracted and, and that's just on me. So yeah, probably just meeting people face to face. That's been my biggest, biggest frustration. And uh, where can people find you on social media, Lori? I have a website, lauriemmarshall.com and um, I'm on Facebook, Laurie Marshall for Washington County. I think the little tag on Facebook is Laurie Marshall JP. And I also have an email account that is lauriemarshalljp at gmail. And I'd be happy to answer questions on, on um, email and stuff. So I'm, I'm looking forward to serving people with collaborative, um, proactive, and inclusive dialogue and discussion. And hopefully people come and talk to me about it. And where can people uh, make a donation to your campaign? The, there's a donate link on my website and um, it's on Act Blue. So I don't even, I can't tell you the whole string of things after Act Blue. Yeah, but on cool. my website, there's a donate button. <laughs> and, um, and for those that, that uh, are barely hearing about you today uh, during this interview, if you could um, end the podcast with some words as to why they should vote for you um, this upcoming election cycle. Let me get my little business card that has a quote on the back. <laughs> All right, I'll just read off my card. I am a 30 year resident of Washington County with a proven commitment to serving our community. As justice of the peace, I will be proactive and progressive voice on issues that affect all of Washington County. I, I am a, this is just me talking now, I serve my community, I serve my friends. I, I have found as I've gotten older that, I, that my, my love language is acts of service. And so it would be my honor to take the support of my community to the quorum court and um, represent them to the best of my ability. Well, thank you for joining us today. Um, it was a pleasure having you and uh, uh, people can definitely look you up on social media where they can catch up with everything you're doing. You'll probably be doing more live videos, right? Yes, um, I just finished one with John Williams from 94.9 and I'm, I'm editing it today. It didn't, it didn't work on Facebook Live, so I'll be editing that and getting it out. 
And then I will have a couple more this coming in October. So I haven't figured out who those are going to be yet. We'll figure it out though. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, we'll look forward to those and thank you for joining us. That was episode 65 of the district three podcast. Make sure you follow uh, Lori Marshall, who's running for justice of the peace district three um, in Washington County, just like the podcast is three. So make sure you support her and make a donation if you can, and we'll catch you all next week. Thank you, Lori. Thank you.